Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I am so excited that you're here listening to the show today. My hope and my prayer is that you find the strength and the comfort in knowing whatever you may be facing in your life right now, that you are not alone. Here on the Amy Williams Show, I'm all about being transparent in my personal struggles, my successes, and I pray that each episode brings you the motivation to keep moving forward. Let's get to it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and today we have a repeat featured guest, Mr. Julian Newman, the founder and CEO of Culture Creative, and uh, we are so excited to have you back. Welcome. Hey, thank you. I'm I'm excited to be back. I know. Well, last time we did a long conversation, we cut it up into four parts um, to make it easier on the listeners to, you know, get what they needed. And yeah. it's been a pretty good success over in my world. You're in the top two of downloads, which is really cool. Um, so part one is episode 13. That was a great conversation. So if, if somebody is tuning in now and hasn't listened to that, go back so you can get some more Julian Newman in your life. So how are you? How are things? Well, I'm doing good. I mean, I think, um, you know, all of us are dealing with um, this new reality in the COVID-19 coronavirus quarantine world. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're all making the best of it. And so it's not, it's not perfect. um, But we are, uh, um, you know, I'm doing my best to, to take advantage of the time and the space that this, uh, this moment is providing. I think it's very important. We we were talking a little bit earlier and it's just like, you know, there's, there's two things that can happen when you're given this like downtime, so to yep. say, you can get in a funk, get depressed and just eat all the cookies and all the things, or yeah. you can get moving and take it to your advantage. So what have you been doing? Well, a couple of things I, I've been doing is one, I'm trying to read a book a week. And so the book that I'm reading this week is called um, Master Your Code by Darren Gold. It's awesome. Mm. Uh, It's talking about um, the programming in which we're raised with or that we learn to adopt and how we can change our programming. Uh, One of the things they talk about is sovereignty. Sovereignty is uh, a word that we generally think about maybe in a faith or biblical context. Mm -hmm. Um, The sovereignty of God, you know. Um, but sovereignty or the power of is something that we all have, but we often give away. So um, I don't have the opportunity of the sovereignty to choose my life or my situation because this happened to me. My, my house was this way. My family was this way. This is the neighborhood I live in. This is my ethnic or cultural or racial background. This is whatever. So we defer our sovereignty or our power to choose to external forces versus, okay, I'm going to take responsibility for my reality in spite of my circumstances. So anyway, I've been reading that book. I'm almost finished. Uh, It's phenomenal. The book that I read before that is called It Takes What It Takes by Trevor Moed. And uh, it's talking about um, 
what they call what he calls neutral thinking. It's not positive thinking. It's not it's not uh, negative thinking. It's neutral thinking in terms of a, an honest assessment of where things are at and how to move forward. It's a really really good book, and it talks a lot about the stories that we tell ourselves. So, for example, is we're going through this COVID nineteen quarantine situation. What are the things we're saying about ourselves? Okay, what is our internal dialogue? Is my internal dialogue, man, Julian, you're just you're just uh, wasting time, or man, Julian, you know, you're you're never going to um, uh, you know recover from this from a you know a business or entrepreneurial standpoint. What are the things that I'm saying? Or am I saying things like, okay, you, you know, the next chapter is your best chapter. You're, um, you're going to overcome. And what are the things that we're saying to ourselves? Because what we say to ourselves, um, the story that we, the internal dialogue really shapes the reality in which we exist with that. So anyway, doing reading, um, I am um, really trying to eat well and clean lots of vegetables, lots of water, um, uh, elderberry, vitamin C, um, all that type of stuff. Uh, you know, when I go out, I've been going to the health food store and, uh, doing all sorts of like organic type things, which has not really been my, uh, historical custom. Um, and I'm really trying to do some things, um, to, um, advance, the next chapter of culture creative in my business. And so, um, you know, I, I've chosen to try to look at this opportunity, this adversity and this shift as an opportunity mm -hmm. um, because movers and shakers take these gaps and they invest in them and then they have a return in the future. And then us regular people go, man, how do they figure that out? Well, when did they do that? Well, they did it in a dip. So mm -hmm. some of us are waiting to get past the dip to do something significant. Where some people are using the dip to do something significant and you'll see the return out after we get outside the dip. And so I want to be one of the people that take advantage of the dip. I agree. Me too. Me too. It's, it's, um, you said with the investment, like, yeah, what, what is your return of investment, your ROI? What's it going to be from this break or stay at home order? Um, and I think what, what's crazy to me is when I really think about it, because a lot of things in life normally feel like it's just a West Michigan or it's just my house or it's just, but the fact that it's so huge and it's global is mind boggling. And I, that part I can't quite like wrap my head around. Like I saw a video of, I think it was somewhere in France and there was this guy on a balcony playing the piano and it's like everybody over there is stay at home quarantined and, and it just, it's crazy. So it's like, there's so many opportunities, not just for our little town or our little space or corner of the world, but for the whole world to be like, okay, how are we going to come above and rise above this? I, I agree with you. This is global. You know, it's one of the things that we can't, okay, well, let me just go to the islands or let me go to the Bahamas. Let me go to Florida. Let me, there's no escaping. Mm -hmm. This is a global situation. Everybody's experiencing it at different levels. And so we're all in this, we're all in it together. 
which is something that I don't think I can recall anything ever being this way during you know my lifetime or most of the people that I would know or in my age demographic. It's, it's almost like, you know, I mean, I think you know that I'm a huge comic book guy. It's almost, it feels like a dystopian drama or Thanos, you know, snapping his fingers to some degree yeah. and shifting the world. And so it's hard. It takes mental discipline because it's real easy to kind of get down. I think it's teaching us the, the, the significance of community and how much that we need it. How, you know, it's like what you talked about in terms of the, you know, the, the gentleman in France who was playing a piano. I saw someone uh, singing opera in Italy, um, in New York. They were, um, uh, Biggie Smalls uh, song and everybody was rapping, you know, it was all a dream, you know, and uh, it, it was awesome. You know what I'm saying? And so you have all these people that are rapping, you know, the B.I.G. And so it's like, what is that all about? You know, um, uh, D nice was, was spinning records on Instagram and, and everybody was checking that out. Uh, Erica uh, Badu had a, a concert that was going on and, and other people have done the same thing. And you have all the folks that are jumping on and being in the mix of that situation. And I think, man, I think that one of the cool, one of the many cool things that are coming out of this is our ability to be creative, to find community. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you don't have options, you know, what is, what is the old saying? You know, necessity is the mother of invention. And so we have this inventive spirit because of necessity. And, um, and, and we may not have done that. And then here's another thing, aside from, you know, trying to eat clean and, you know, be industrious and all that and, um, and read. I'll tell you another thing that I've been doing is that I've really tried to take some space to really rest and reflect. I've been journaling. Um, and so that's something, again, we don't talk about is being um, important enough. You know, okay, yeah, I know it's kind of important, but I got a million other things on my to-do list. I know it's kind of important, but I have this speaking engagement. You know, so like for me, what happened was, um, so I was on my way to South by Southwest. I was going to go to South by Southwest in Austin. Um, and then I was going to New York to speak at an event in Microsoft this big thing um, that was going to talk, was talking about tech and talking about, you know, diversity inclusion. I was super excited about this thing. And then South by Southwest got canceled. So then I was like, Oh snap. Okay. So then I found out that there were, even though the, the main event got canceled, they were still doing like a unofficial thing with businesses and whatever. So I'm like, you know what? I'm still going to go. Well, then everything escalated from, well, that's not even an option either. Everything's getting canceled. It's all done. So then I, you know, obviously changed all my stuff um, and didn't go anywhere, which I'm so happy because New York, where the event was happening, you know, has been been so many cases of COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, I would have been, you know, in New York at that particular time. And, I had all these things, you know, I mean, had so many things in March and in April that were just like stacked up back to back to back. 
And I had, you know, generally when I have like a busy season like that, I'll um, get ready first. Like, okay, I'm mentally ready. Okay, here we go. Boom, I'm about to go into this thing. Then everything goes, it just evaporates. And then I'm going, man, okay. So there have been days where I prioritized rest and reflection, where I'm not trying to build the next whatever. I'm not trying to write this idea. I'm not trying to map this out. Right now, I'm resting and reflecting. And that has been, I don't know if I've ever done, been as intentional about that as, as I've been in this, in this season. That's a good reminder. I feel like I need to do that because that's not something I'm ever good at. <laughs> I'm like, go, go, go. But I think it's, it's good to think about that because there's so many, um, just I think this day and age, it's all about go, go, go. And so when everything comes to a screeching halt, everybody's like, oh, I don't know what to do. You know, and I'm, I'm one of those, everybody it's like, oh my word, I have so many things I could do. Which one do I pick first? And, and it's almost like a scatterbrain. It's like, nope, I need to shut it off. Put it on the list of things to do. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the paradox, put it on the list of things to do, not to do anything. Yeah. So if someone were to be in that space of like struggling right now, whether it's um, mentally or spiritually or, you know, with that lack of social I'm, I'm in that category I'm struggling with not being able to physically hug anybody other than my four other people I want to hug my neighbors I want to hug my family so that part is really hard for me um but if someone's struggling more like in the mental health space or um you know that physical space what kind of advice would you give them to get them um ready for that return of investment yeah you know what I would um I would find a place to express my feelings. So some are, some of us write, you know, it's like, okay, I'm in a journal, but that's not, that's not everybody's bag. You know, some people are like, man, I don't want to take the time to do it. Uh, another thing that we can do is most of us have mobile technology and we have recording features. We can, Hey, just talk and record. Um, we can reach out to um, people that we know and we love and care about us. I had um, a, a conversation a couple, uh, not long ago with my mom. And, you know, I was just like explaining to her just some of the challenges that are going on in this circumstance. Um, and so we all need to save places to melt down. We all want to present this aura of invincibility or this aura of, oh, I got it all figured out. But the reality is the people that we think are invincible, the people that we think that have everything figured out don't. And so, and we're among those people. So we need to save places to melt down. So the person who's, who um, is in that space of, my goodness, I feel like I am starving for human interaction, I'm starving for human uh, engagement, I would say express that and then take the time to be grateful that you have the opportunity to understand its value. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the, um, you know, where it says absence makes the heart grow fonder. Mm -hmm. Well, we, it wasn't absent. So we didn't understand our fondness for it. Mm -hmm. 
So now it's absent. Now we should be more thankful and have more gratitude and look forward to the opportunity when the, uh, the absent is no longer absent and it's present so we can express our fondness. And so I really try to shift this in, in, into an opportunity even for gratitude. Like, okay, wow. I didn't know how much I enjoyed going to the gym. I, I didn't know how much I enjoyed uh, going to the, a restaurant with my, my girls or us all piling in the car and going to the movies. Hey guys, let's go watch. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I knew I liked it, but now that it's absent, I understand the fondness in a different way. And I think those moments of gratitude or those, those things that we can be grateful for and have the appreciation for are very important. And so what I would say is um, express, uh, have safe places to melt down, but then take this, even this moment of, oh, I don't like this. How can I be thankful and more gr grateful for what I do, what I've experienced as well as what I will experience in the future and let me take advantage of that. I love it. I love it. I think um, something I'm kind of hearing in that is that perspective, you know, and you're saying, you know, the absence makes the heart grow stronger, but it's also like you want what you can't have, uh -huh. you know, it's like, I want hugs Yeah. <laughs> and I can't have hugs. <laughs> Like for me, there's nothing. So, um, and I, I made a video. And I'll tell you another thing that I've been doing aside from that is just making funny videos and all that. I actually I love have, your videos. <laughs> um, I have uh, some equipment coming in. I'm gonna, I got a tripod, some other things I'm gonna be doing. So I'm gonna really try to step up my video game for for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's fun. Mm -hmm. um, and and so uh, I, I want to involve my daughters, you know, in that. We, we actually did a film the other day and we wrote it out. These are our shots and here's the script. And I mean, we really did, you know, some next level stuff. We didn't just sit there and just turn on the camera and get going. Mm -hmm. but, so, uh, but, and, and I'll, you know, do that from i I'm also going to be doing some different things to pivot into digital from a professional standpoint. But the reason why I, I, I think about that is, um, I enjoy, and this is connected to one of the videos I did. I enjoy going to the barbershop. You know what I'm saying? That's something I do every week. So every Friday at 10 o'clock, I go to the barbershop. Every Friday, 10 o'clock, unless I'm traveling, whatever. And if I am traveling or something's going on, I will schedule it on another day. So whether it's that Thursday or that Saturday or whatever, I very seldom ever miss Friday at 10 o'clock. So I haven't been at the barbershop for three weeks and counting. For me, that is an abomination. You know, I mean, obviously my, my, my cut is, is gone. Uh, I'm looking pretty ragged right now. Um, but even the opportunity for that, it's like, you know, when I go back to the barbershop, whenever that happens, I'm going to appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I am going to really, I, I'm trying to discipline my mind to say, 
rather than be angry about what I don't have, be thankful for what I do have, Mm -hmm. as well as fondly look forward to what I will experience in the future with a greater perspective. Mm. Uh, Yeah, that video had me cracking up. But I also said uh, before and after pictures or it didn't happen. Because in your (laughs) video, you showed that you had clippers. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't use them. I didn't use them, obviously. Um, I talked to my barber and he, uh, he laughed. Oh my goodness. He loved it. Um, he just loved it. And he told, I, he said, man, don't cut it, man. And I'm like, I'm not going to cut it because there is something for me. There's something to the fact that I just don't, you know, we're in this quarantine situation. I'm not going anywhere really. Um, except for the store and back, you know, every mm-hmm. once in a while, who cares, man, you know, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. And I've never not cut my hair for this long in my whole life, except for maybe when I was a baby or something. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm seriously, when I was in high school, I used to cut my own hair cause my dad wouldn't cut my hair as much. Like I, I used to want my cut hair cut once a week. And he said, man, I can't do that. So I started cutting my hair more than once a week or sometimes even every day I would do something to it. And so I have not gone this long without getting my hair cut for my whole life. My daughter, my youngest, she was like, oh, dad, your hair's getting really long. (laughs) Wow, that's cool. And they've never, it's never been this way. So here we are. You're going to have to do a um, before quarantine and after. I will. That's good. That's a good idea. <laughs> this is how I entered and this is time for a barber. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, I think there's there was that post floating around about like women with their eyelashes and their nails and their roots and, you know, uh, so you're not alone in that boat of no haircuts. Thankfully, I can do my own hair, so um, my roots won't be too bad. However, I don't have any products, so. Yeah, you look like you're ready. You know, you're red carpet ready. <laughs> I know I gave, gave the kids haircuts the other day. I was like, uh-uh, we're not playing that game. Not in this house. <laughs> um, all right, so before we hop off, I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, your game plan for what is next in your world. My, my game plan as far as uh, what's next in my world, like, holistically or like you know quarantine wise or no like what you got cooking for like business wise oh okay well so one of the things that we're working on in culture creative is um is we were already in the process of of pivoting into digital so how we put our trainings you know how do we uh online how do we um create opportunity for people engage um, with, um, our, our sessions, you know, when, when, you know, not, not a live circumstance. And so here we are, you know, where it's like, we need really to be proactive about. So working on putting our, our thing to digital, we also are working on, um, assessment and surveys of not only, um, our present and past clients, but potential future clients. Um, I, uh, culture creative and myself are a part of, um, a 
I, I don't know. I don't know how public this is. I don't know if I can even say this, but I'll just say this. I won't say the name of the organization, but we um, have just been recognized as one of the top 10 cons, uh, consultancies in the country um, that is going to be a part of this other um, uh, a larger circumstance where we can work with some of the leading organizations uh, in the nation as far as helping them in their diversity inclusion efforts. Awesome. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So that's, that's exciting. formulated and put together, which is why I'm, I don't necessarily want to say the name of the, the organization. But you're but partnering. I'm, you're making yes. moves. Yes. Exciting. The last thing I'll say is um, I'm working on some writings. And so um, I am working on a book called The Wonder of We. And the, the, the focus is we're better together than we are apart. Um, and it, the focus is really teamwork, diversity, inclusion type space. So it's more of a professional type book that I would use. Um, I'm, I'm writing another book that is um, called The Phoenix and the Dragon, which is a, um, it's, it's a fictional book based on my life story. And a significant part of it is, um, is being, um, uh, you know, sexually abused as a child. And a lot of times um, we don't talk about that in relation to boys very often. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, statistically speaking, um, uh, there's, a, there's a huge percentage of men that are walking around with that experience, but we don't talk about it. So I'm going to tell a story about a, a boy um, and I'm going to, um, you know, add things and, uh, you know, make it fun. But basically it's a story about a young kid with uh, superpowers, but has this, this issue that he's got to deal with. You and would so, add superpowers. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> um, but but the, his gift is going to be, it's it's one of those things where it's like, it's not going to be a, um, a superpower where, you know, it's like Spider-Man or something of that nature. It's going to be this extraordinary gift that this kid has to help people believe. And then, um, and then the, uh, the third um, book that I'm working on, again, I'm doing all these things at the same time. Um, and, and one of the things, like for me, I read multiple books at the same time. And so it's like if I have moments of inspiration in this lane, I'll do that. And then the third one is called um, uh, Black Boy White Church. And it's my experience um, as a uh, black boy growing up in the white church and, um, and also being a minister in largely white churches um, and just what I've experienced over the years. And so one of the chapters is going to be um, I think I'm going to title it one of the chapters. My name is Chris. And I don't know, I'm going to bring this concept in the book at some point, whether I title a chapter of that or not. But um, I don't know if you've ever seen the, this, the movie Get Out. It tells a story of this guy that's trapped in a house where who he thinks his friends are his friends. It turns out to be a different environment than what he, what he anticipated. So anyway... So those are some of the things I'm working on. So where are you resting and reflecting? 
<laughs> I'm writing three books. I got a new partnership. All you got good things going. That's exciting. Thank you very much, Amy. Yeah. All right. So we will make sure to um, connect everybody with you in the social so they can follow along. And then we'll have to have you on again when yes. you got at least one book ready. Are you going to like try and launch three books at the same time? Or are you going to? I don't think so. I think <laughs> I'm just going to see what happens. Yeah. Just right. You know, I think I've always wanted to be, I always thought of myself as a writer. Um, you know, I wrote an article for Medium um, a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, you know, I would put myself in one of the, the situations, I would put myself in the category of somebody who's always saying I'm going to, but hasn't done. So my, I would put my writing in that space where it's like, you've got all these things to say, but you haven't really done anything about them when it comes to being an author and stop talking, man, and start doing. Yeah. So that's, that's what for me. I love it. I think it's easy for a lot of people to say, I'm going to, I'm going to. It's time that you just jump and, and go for it. Take action. What better time than now? Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. Hey, thank you, Amy. Thank you so much for listening to the Amy Williams show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If that is a yes, please let me know. Find the Amy Williams show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or all three of them. It's a great place to reach out and be a part of an uplifting community. It's full of support, motivation, and encouragement for whatever you might be going through. You'll meet new friends, get great content throughout the week, and not just on Wednesdays. The biggest compliment that you can give to the Amy Williams show is by subscribing either on iTunes if you're an iPhone user or using the Stitcher app uh, if you're an Android user like me. And uh, the other thing you can do is leave a review with your biggest takeaway. Reviews help get guests on the show and sponsors as well. So uh, that's very much appreciated. And also you can share the episodes uh, on your social media because that helps as well. All right. Thanks again. Go out and have a blessed day.